Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Occasional Barista. My name is Chris, and today we're going to be talking about grinders. And it's one of those things where I have a lot of friends who know I'm a barista, or was at least a barista, and I have a lot of friends that know I take a lot of pride in regards to coffee and do a lot of research about it. So naturally, they come to me with a lot of questions in regards to what beans, that's why I did a whole episode on how to buy beans. Um, Right now, I'm getting a lot of people coming up to me about grinders. So we're going to talk about grinders today. And of course, like which device I should buy in regards to like filtered or do I want to do something like a French press or espresso. But right now, we're kind of going to focus on you're an entry level, similar to my friends, you're an entry level occasional barista, meaning you want to get into coffee, you're trying to figure out, all right, I bought XYZ of a coffee process or coffee equipment, and I just need a grinder in order to, you know, be able to make a cup of coffee every day. And uh, I mean, starting off with, obviously, my recommendations are going to change based off of whether you're going for espresso or you're going for pour overs or you're going for just drip coffee or if you're going for um right now one of my great friends actually just texted me about his girlfriend just bought him a mocha pot for their anniversary which is also a fantastic um piece of equipment that's been around forever and even my roommate um like he had an espresso machine uh, he had full access to my V60, Chemex, whatever, whatever. And he would choose a mocha pot every single day just because it's just his personal preference, really, in regards to the coffee it produced. So um, we're just going to kind of start off with what I tell most of my friends. All right. I'm going to assume that majority of people aren't, if they're starting off in coffee, shouldn't and I'm not saying you really can't, but you know, starting off with espresso is a very nuanced thing and there's so many different things going on and you really need to produce really great espresso, a lot of different equipment when it comes to like, all right, now you need to worry about scales. You really need to make sure you have a very, like a pretty decent grinder. And um, just honestly, like barista know how and what you're looking for when you're actually extracting the espresso, uh, depending on which espresso machine or home use espresso machine you're using is gonna have a variety of different settings, variety of different basket sizes, your tamping. Um, Anyways, it's a a whole nother, you know, field, okay? A whole nother universe that I wouldn't necessarily say you shouldn't. And honestly, honestly, for people who are spending, because again, espresso machines are at least like a couple hundred, if at least a couple hundred. Um, some of them can range up to thousands. So um, for you people, like for the people who have that money and and have that drive and are going to do the research and really going to push themselves, oh, honestly, great for you. That's, that's fantastic. Um, but for at least I'm college-aged, most of my friends again, don't have that type of money to be like throwing into coffee where they're just kind of getting interested in coffee. Um, We're going to really be focusing on uh, those types of where I'm not trying to spend all my money on coffee, but I really want to kind of get my feet wet and get started in this journey into specialty coffee here. So um, I would say if you're anywhere 
in regards to the equipment you're using to brew your coffee, you're looking at pour-over machine, well, machines, pour-overs, AeroPress, you're looking at drip coffee makers, even, I know some people, they have, for the Keurig, I think there's now, of course, you could fill up your own, with using your own coffee, of course, like the K-Cups, even if you're doing that, I honestly think, like, you could get away with the basically the grinders I'm going to recommend to you right now because I've used these grinders personally. I have had pretty much zero issues, and I've done everything from through, try to use them for espresso um, to even, like, again, French press, drip coffee. Pretty much it's very much really well-rounded grinders that I consistently recommend, and I'm actually going to focus on two things electric versus hand grinders and I've used again both throughout my time getting into coffee so right now I'll tell you my setup is just a virtuoso plus I have some couple hand grinders but I would say obviously if I can use an electric grinder it's not over the top loud I don't have to worry about you know waking people up obviously the virtuoso electric is going to be my go-to it's just so um again it's a conical burr grinder and all that really means is when the coffee goes through it it's like it kind of it's again conical so the shape of it's kind of like a cone you're going to have a wider outer ring um i read somewhere too that i thought described it pretty well it's kind of like a cupcake um kind of like that not layer, but basically like skin you put around skin. Oh, I would say casing at the bottom of a cupcake. That's the best way. It's kind of rigid. Um, and you basically have on the outer layer, um, just a bigger one of those with the different ridges in it. And then you have on the inside, a smaller one, obviously they have to be perfectly, um, like parallel to each other for when it's going and spinning. So that way it's crushing up the beans and it's essentially you keep raising or lowering when it comes to the, the grind settings, um, making those two get closer at the bottom to get the particular size you want. Now, again, I'm not necessarily talking that this is a great grinder for espresso. I'm saying I've done it before just like to mess around, but for everything else, it's the best grinder I think I've found. It runs for around like 2.30, I would say. Um, let me just check. Yeah, like 2.30, 2.50 is kind of like the price range we're talking about. And for those of you who just like seriously, like their mouse just dropped, why would I spend $200 on a grinder? Honestly, look, there's a cheaper priced one too. I always say like you don't need the Virtuoso Plus by any means necessary. It, to me, cosmetically, it just looks a little better. It feels there's some like metal pieces versus the cheaper one, which again, I'd recommend to you if you're just starting off, cosmetics is not a big thing to you. You want pure, no practicality standpoint. The Barazza Encore, and again, my bad, it's a Barazza Virtuoso, okay, or Barazza Encore. And the Encore is just just one version notched down basically and it's honestly it it serves the same purposes um it's going to be 139 dollars 
honestly, comparatively to some of the hand carders I'm going to like talk about, it's on the cheaper end. And you're, that's like a price point where you're going to really start going from just like your typical Cuisinart, um, which I've used before again, Cuisinart, where it's around like $60, I think. Um, if you start reaching that like 100 130 range, you're going to actually get a pretty good piece of equipment that you can use, honestly, until it starts breaking on you, um, which is going to be a while. I've had this grinder, the Virtuoso Plus, for I think two to three years now, and seriously had no issues. I make a cup of coffee through it every day. Just general maintenance is all it requires, just kind of clean it out. Um, but for the most part, again, cannot recommend this grinder enough. Again, either the Virtuoso Plus or the Encore. Honestly, to me, the biggest difference is, is A, the Virtuoso Plus has like electronic screen where then you can also has a dial um, setting how long it grinds to what specific. Um, obviously, it's a stepped uh, coffee grinder, so it has like different notches of how um, coarse or fine you're going to be grinding your coffee at and the actual encore itself so now we're talking about the lower i guess not lower end version but basically lower end version you don't get a control to the second on how long it grinds um you also it has the same stepped like grind settings it has just a button in the front that you kind of have to hold down and press so the, where the virtuoso plus you don't have to hold down a button in regards to the encore you do and i was helping out a friend of mine's well he became a friend of mine but a friend of a friend of course it's always a friend of a friend and we were running cars and coffee events because his whole thing was a cars and coffee or cars enthusiast coffee brand and we would serve pour overs and drip coffee and all we had as a grinder was like this encore and we sent so much coffee through that thing, had zero issues. Biggest issue is just sitting there and holding the button. But if that's like too much for you, then honestly, bite the bullet, spend, a little, spend some like $100 extra, I guess, and uh, get the Virtuoso Plus. But uh, I found no issues sitting there. I mean, again, you normally you have a kettle or, you, you know, whatever your water hot water boiling on a stovetop even on a pot and then you transfer it to a kettle like either way while you while your water's boiling or getting really close up to boil you can be grinding um and i always recommend of course having your water ready or it like before you start pouring or even grinding your coffee um but really if you wake up in the morning and you can just take a quick sec hold it down for like 20 seconds or something it gets through coffee pretty fast as long as it's not too fine of a setting like i really think encore is fantastic for you if you have the money go for the virtuoso plus to me again cosmetically it looks a little better and it has some nice features like the automatic timing um again not if you guys are not big fans of the look or um are not satisfied with like just pretty much i would say you know, your, I would say control of espresso, um, 
you maybe want a little bit more, I would say electronics. Like I personally try to stray away from too much electronics just because like if it's purely mechanical, like then it's a mechanical fix. Like once things start breaking down electrically, like good luck, man. That's for sure you're buying something to replace it because you don't want to mess something up with electronics where it's completely going to ruin your machine. So again, clearly I have some bias towards this Virtuoso. That's why I bought it over this grinder I'm going to recommend to you. But I use this grinder actually in the shop because for a period of time, our big old school um, done grinder, basically, like the ones that you go to Trader Joe's and or even like a Costco or Starbucks, and it's just the workhorse where you just keep throwing bags and bags of coffee and it just grinds it up like crazy. If you guys know what I'm talking about, hopefully you guys do. Normally it's red uh, if you find it in like a supermarket, but ours was um, like this black one. And once that broke down, our quick fix was just buying this Breville Smart Pro um, coffee grinder. Again, same idea, Conical Burr, it's like 130 bucks, I think. And again, you're now on the same level as the Barazza Encore. So this is what's kind of nice, is I've used the Barazza Encore, I've used this Breville, and now you can kind of see some like parallels. Obviously, I think in regards to the quality and job it does, like the actual burrs inside, they do around a similar job. The one thing is, is again, the Breville Smart Pro's like actual display is fully electronic. There's no like little steps, like little notches or like uh, painted lines that you're just kind of like clicking around by rotating the hopper, which is where you fill the, like put your beans in basically, the container on the top. And it's nice because really everything is, in one way it's nice because everything is on the same display. So you're not having to look anywhere else but on this display screen. And they do a good job at basically showing you like, oh, there's this for like filter, there's this for like a percolator, there's this for espresso. And they have like basically like um, coarser or finer and you're just gonna rotate this knob on the side to get it to where you think it is. And I think there's like 58, it goes up to like 58 from like one basically or something like that. So um, again, in essence, that's 58 different grind sizes for to fill whatever needs you need with 58 different grind sizes. Um, when you start going into the finer section, again, we've I've thrown, um, and not to say for those of you who drink decaf, by all means, some people have like a guy just came in the other day and he had like a medical condition where, yeah, you'd start straight up having heart palpitations. And I'm like, yeah, probably stray away from espresso. Totally understand why you drink decaf. However, unfortunately, there is some stigmatism with people who drink decaf slash like within the industry, there's a lack of, I would say, I guess, respect for people who drink decaf. Um, and we're working on it uh, and breaking some of these stigmas and stereotypes. But we used to throw our decaf through this Breville when 
I, when I was running the coffee program, I thought for sure we're going to try to start doing single origin as well as have uh, basically just to provide more options and, again, try to help educate and give people, all right, this is the difference between a blend versus a single origin. And they could taste espresso side by side and start doing coffee flights. But I'm kind of digressing. We used this Breville Smart Pro to to basically pull shots of our decaf through. And again, this is to serve to customers. And I was still able to dial in using this Breville Smart Pro. And I didn't have to go all the way to like one. I mean, I was pretty, pretty darn low, but I wasn't at one. And you know what? They're pretty true to their word. Again, it can, it can shoot shots of espresso just fine. And the relative, like, timing you can adjust that how long it grinds for um they even go into like how many shots so you can have pre-made settings in so like oh this is like two shots is always at 18 seconds for a grind which again it in essence to be honest it's going to be changing every day but we're gonna look past that and you're gonna be pulling these shots and it's basically again overall pretty well-rounded grinder I personally think, though, as soon as you start adding too many, too many electronics, it's gonna like be that much harder when something breaks. But then again, look at who's talking. I bought the Virtuoso Plus over just the Encore and yada yada yada. So, again, um, just take my word for it. If you're gonna go one versus the other, um, if cosmetics again is important to you, but you don't want to spend another hundred dollars just to get some chrome finishing or stainless steel finishes on your grinder then just get the Preville smart pro uh again it looks a little bit nicer even though in essence i think the encore outweighs it in in some aspects but you know it comes with a little oh you have a holder for your portafilter and you know it, it they really kind of designed it to where they're pushing more the forefront of, hey, this is great for people who might not know different grind sizes or what they're looking for when they have like a home espresso machine, but they also want to have the flexibility of being able to brew and have a grinder that's going to be both for espresso as well as filtered as well as pour overs. And again, the Breville's pretty massive they're they're gonna do a decent job at making quality products now i've i'm not saying that the encore barazza is gonna be a little bit harder for people just because they don't go into details at least on the machine itself on what grind sizes like there's not like anywhere written espresso or percolator or filter like no they're they're very much if you kind of are like know what you're doing there is this grinder and you're gonna know all right i'm gonna throw some coffee beans through at the 15 grind setting and look at it and see how fine it is and maybe hey that's pretty decent it looks like a good size for a pour over i'm gonna do a pour over oh it's running too slow okay i'm just gonna do a couple notches so in that essence like i guess if you don't want to like do too much research or too much kind of figuring out your grinder then 
go for the Breville Smart Pro. I think in long term, I personally believe the Encore will last longer. Um, but again, that could just be my own bias against electronics, but we'll leave that for a different day. Going on to the lower end. Again, sorry if this is like pretty in-depth. I just want to make sure on those two choices that I've used before that I think are very well-rounded, I'm going to go into a lot of detail. Now this is kind of more like, all right, 100 bucks. You guys just had that like shiver down your spine, just like horrified at the thought of spending that much money. That's totally okay because again, I, we're going to get to hand grinders and I bought like, I think it was a gift actually, but like the first one had plastic burrs, um, like 15 bucks. And I was using that for like forever. So I'm right there with you. Again, I don't have a lot of money. I was a barista. <laughs> and that's why I've used the Cuisinart black silver eight ounce, 60 bucks it says at Target. But again, as simple as it gets, there's no electronic screen. It's great for just grinding tons of coffee slash not very, you know, consistently, but grinds a ton of coffee. If you just need something for a French press, you're never going to get into doing pour overs. You just want a French press or you just want something to grind coffee for your like filter, like drip coffee, basically, I would say like your Mr. Coffee machine, get this Cuisinart, 60 bucks, half of what the other two I was talking about, the Barazza or the Breville. And really, I mean, I think, yeah, this is the one that's in my parents' house and they've had that thing forever and it has yet to break. So, you know, good, good on Cuisinart for creating a machine, again, no electronics really that's a plus besides the actual motor to grind it it's lasted how long haven't needed to replace anything and in that i think it has a pretty decent range of fine medium to coarse i would highly 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 recommend against you using this machine for trying to make espresso um this is really just a machine for drip or uh, pour overs or French presses, mocha pots, like, yeah, don't, don't, don't use this for, like, trying to make quality espresso, I'd say. I think it has a massive hopper, so if you don't want to fuss over, like, that's something I should have said, by the way, I would consider, even though they have, like, hoppers for both the Breville and the Virtuoso, again, the thing that the container on the top that basically holds your beans. I cannot stress enough you grinding and keeping beans like stored basically either tightly in their bags if it has a resealable um, basically zip like ziplock on the top or going and uh, purchasing yourself some containers that's going to keep the air out or again opening a bag and just throwing it in the freezer or something, unless you, you're a person who uses a ton of coffee each day, the bag's really gonna sit outside not too long. Um, but always like 
don't just store all your beans in the hopper. I personally like believe, again, there's dosing. You're going to eventually get to that point where you're going to be um, measuring out how much coffee you're using each time because that, that amount might change. And hopefully you get to that point um, because that's where really like a lot of differences, like you're going to be also hopefully buying tons of different coffee. And if you like find yourself, well, I could only grind out like 10 grams of this coffee and I just bought a new bag, like you're going to, you really want to like be mixing or like, it also comes out too, like you're going to grind coffee and again, as soon as coffee's ground, it's going to be expiring. So again, 10 grams of your old coffee mixed in with, again, 20 grams based off of you guessing on a time, like on a timed grind, basically, you're going to have like 30 to 40 grams that you're going to be doing a pour over at. That thing's going to be your liquid in to how many grounds input in is going to be so off. You're not going to really have much at the bottom because it's going to be soaking up so much of the water when you're trying to extract the coffee. Um, it's just going to be a mess. So practice how you play. Again, for those sports fans out there, practice how you're going to play. So start practicing smart and really start measuring how much beans you're putting in and only putting that amount of beans in your hopper to grind through. I don't think every coffee shop does this, but at least like a majority of the shops I know, we're taking out beans, throwing the beans that are in our hopper and storing it in an airtight container. And that's to ensure like the beans are gonna stay as fresh as possible. I don't like beans just sitting in hoppers. That's just, I don't know, it's something wrong to me. Plus we were like, clean the hoppers after each day to make sure it stays clean you don't need to do that for your home use but i'm just telling you guys as a from somebody who has had to do this for what we serve to you in shops it's just one of those things that gets good practice there in uh oregon portland oregon there's this fantastic coffee shop by the way called proud mary highly recommend it if you're in listening to this in Portland, Oregon, A, you probably already know of this shop, and B, if you don't, go to this shop. It's an Australian-based or Australian-owned coffee shop that's just doing fantastic things. The food is amazing, too. So, like, let's say you hate coffee. That's fine. The food was some of the best food I've ever had. Anyways, I digress. Fantastic shop. Portland, they literally have created for their hoppers, like, freezers like mini freezers for their hoppers just to keep the beans as fresh as possible like talk about like trying to preserve like the quality of beans you know to keep them as fresh as possible that is above and beyond custom freezers that's crazy again not for you home brewers not for me either but that's just a testament to why you should really be keeping your beans out of the hopper. Again, hoppers are very, there's no airtight seal about that. There's just a little plastic container and it sits in a little plastic, you know, 
you're just going to be putting a plastic lid on plastic. There's nothing airtight about that. So always measure and weigh out how much you're putting in. Never keep beans in the hopper. And the only reason I'm talking about this, to go back to my first initial point about this Cuisinart, has a massive hopper. If it really is one of those things where you buy the exact same blend. And when I say that, if you're still buying Starbucks coffee, by all means necessary, throw beans in that hopper because it's not going to make a single ounce of difference what you do to those beans. Those beans will taste the same as they do probably years from now because it's it's already long gone. Like it, The best way to describe it to you is a burnt marshmallow on one day is probably going to taste the exact same as a burnt marshmallow on a different day. It's burnt. And burnt is only going to taste burnt. Like I've had burnt marshmallow that probably tastes like a burnt steak. Like when I say burnt burnt, I mean like it is a crisp. It's probably like closer to the charcoal that you use to burn that thing. That's, and that's, again, we just had a whole talk with Corey Pittman, our last guest about dark roasted coffee. But, you know, I know there's always going to be a place for it. It's going to be super approachable because of, and I say approachable, it's because you know exactly what it's going to taste like. And if you come accustomed to that taste, then um, hopefully one of these days you're going to um, go out of your comfort zone and try a different coffee and then see just how much more flavors there are going to be pumping out of that thing. But again, this is not supposed to be some rant about dark ro- darkly roasted coffee here. We're talking about grinders, and I'm going to try to stick to that. So again, Cuisinart, if you're going to buy it, please tell me you guys are going to be weighing your coffee every time before you throw that coffee into that grinder and hitting that grind button. It has different settings, like two cups, like four cups, eight cups, or whatever. Um, and that's in essence, just so you guys know, if you guys do buy this grinder, that is a grind time. So at two cups, it's going to grind for X amount of time. Of course, four cups is grind a little X plus Y or a little bit longer of a time and yada, yada, yada. That is really just, if you can time it on your phone for how long it grinds each time, hey, that might be a benefit to you. But for the most part, it's just one of those things where you don't have to hold down the button to grind it anymore. Moving on, I, I'm i going to actually start jumping away from electric grinders uh, just because, honestly, I wouldn't go more expensive for what like an entry-level barista or occasional barista is basically what I'm saying is more than like 200s like a hundred dollars like i don't think even like me like personally because it's basically like anything else if you're just like you i bet you this is the best way to put it your first car i bet you wasn't some ferrari because again you're trying to learn how to drive a car and if you're learning how to drive a car chances are you might make a mistake and hit a car <laughs> like and you don't want to make a mistake on a ferrari you're gonna probably want to make a mistake and uh you know let's just say something a bit cheaper or a little bit more affordable so in any way or shape or form that's the best way i'm trying to nicely put it probably shouldn't be buying like 
a super expensive grinder if you're just starting out. Um, there, trust me, there's like Fellow just came out the Ode, looks great cosmetically. I've heard only great things about it. Um, really fantastic grinder. You can get it yourself even like your own Mazer. I think Malkunig might even be coming out with like a home grinder. Um, you you can even like La Marzocco Home has fantastic, but they're Mazers. But anyways, again, you don't really need it in. And I'm talking about conical grinders. So there is a difference between conical grinders and flat burr grinders. I The best way to put it to you is a majority of home grinders for everything, okay, except for espresso, is going to be conical. The only reason why is because there's been this whole thing that and how the beans are breaking down Again, I'm not saying this. I'm just saying, like, this is the thought process behind it. I have yet to really, like, try a flat burr grinder and make a pour over just because majority of flat burr grinders, like, all commercial espresso grinders are flat burr grinders. And that's just because you get, like, I'm... Yeah, I'm, again, you guys can't see me, but my arm's as wide as possible. You get so much more control and fine-tuning with flat burr grinders. The, the biggest drawbacks, of course, is they spin at such a high RPM that they have problems with the overheating. But they, they just give you so much more control versus a conical. Again, it, you can't... It, you, the way that they're built and it's designed... It's just there's this barrier that you can't cross, and that's because of the way the conical burr grinder works. Um, the the basically just that's why like I'm not even gonna talk about espresso. Let's not talk about espresso. We're not getting to get into espresso. That's a whole different episode that's gonna be coming out soon. But we're gonna be just focusing on what I perceive a lot of new home brewers are going to be using, which is, again, filter, pour-over, um, f- uh, French presses. And that's why we are just going to go straight into hand grinders. Now, when people ask, so what? why would you get a hand grinder over an electric grinder? Well, for starters, one thing is, is A, it forces you to... You can't have this, there's no such thing as really like a hopper. They have a compartment where you put the beans in, of course, while you're grinding. But that hopper is for single doses use, pretty much. You're not, no one's out there, at least I don't think anybody's out there that's storing their coffee in there and then just grinding, you know, as they go. But um, that's, it's going to build good practices based off of the the idea I just told again about um, Proud Marys and everything is... It's building good, you know, habits. Another thing is cost points tend to be a bit cheaper. No electronics. Also, that's another thing. No electronics. You don't need electricity. You can go and hand grind anywhere. For a lot of people who travel a lot, hand grinders are great. For people who go backpacking like myself, of course, I'm not bringing my Virtuoso Plus. I'm bringing my hand grinder. And... In essence, it does 
a fantastic job. That's why you're going to be shocked when I say what some of the prices are. But I would say the one of the another note towards hand grinders is noise. If you guys have kids or if you guys have a girlfriend or boyfriend or you know roommates that you're not trying to wake up a hand grinders the move they are absolutely quiet it's like the equivalent of a prius you know or or an electric vehicle really it's it's super quiet you don't have that high buzzing noise um and i'm not saying the virtuoso plus or breville or any of those they do a great job like conical grinders are also notorious since they're not spinning as fast for being a little bit quieter but no they're still fairly loud so uh, always going in with like a hand grinder, you're going to probably not wake up anybody who's going to be upset at you because you're just trying to make your coffee. A lot of people drink coffee in the morning. Yeah, you guys, I think I'm painting the right picture, hopefully. So I'll begin with the one I was gifted and the one I used a long time was the Java Press manual coffee grinder. Okay. It's conical burr. It's Again, at the time, I swear it was like $15 or something because it was like plastic burrs. But you have all the right, um, like, kind of like things you're looking for in a hand grinder. Like all the usual suspects is the way to say it. You have a detachable, um, like, hand crank, the actual part when you put your hand. It detaches, which is great for the purposes I use this grinder now which is, again, backpacking. You have a lid, of course, that's keeping in all the beans um, while you're grinding. So the, the actual compartment where you're putting beans in has a lid, a little metal lid for it. Um, you go down into the compartment underneath because it's really, it's going to be the actual where beans go. It's just two compartments. Um, that split off from each other, of course. So the compartment that's at the bottom, there's no screwing. It's just um, fit by like pressure, a pressure fit essentially, where it's just sliding on and off. There's no twisting or anything like that. I haven't had no issue too of it just sliding off as I'm grinding, but that's because you naturally hold it where the seam is to keep it together while you're grinding. Um, and really consistency wise it's not great it's plastic burrs the last time i checked at least mine is um but it still gets the job done i'm shocked when i go like backpacking too like anything i used to always use uh yes i admit it even when i was in coffee i would still be using the starbucks instant but i would get the single origin i tried my best here but where you just are boiling water dumping that powdery substance in and voila, you get something that has that familiar taste and it has caffeine and it helps you, you know, go number two before a big hike. And that that's important now, especially when you're out in the woods. So, um, but this, this really allowed a lot of versatility. Okay. It's now around 44 bucks on Amazon. Okay. And this is why it's kind of hurting me because now we're reaching that that gray zone where it's like, ooh, 40 bucks, man. 40 bucks for a grinder, a hand grinder. That's not the best. What is this guy talking about? But one something that's super unique about this grinder is 
I can fit, and I honestly just get rid of the bottom when I go backpacking. It weirdly perfectly fits inside of my AeroPress compartment. So when it comes to like, you need, if you're somebody who needs maximize space, okay, you're trying to maximize the amount of space and by, again, only taking bare essentials. So if you're a person who goes backpacking or traveling a lot, this grinder is great. It really is. I have no problems recommending this to people. And I always do when people are first getting into coffee. I was even using this for a period of time at home just because the time it took to grind, it was fairly quick. How it goes, it doesn't slip at all. It's like stainless steel, I think, or something. So you get a pretty decent grip on it and um, you're just sitting there grinding away. It might have for sure a little bit more, since it's plastic burrs, uh, you might need a little bit more force as you're doing it. But hey, you need that morning workout anyways, so might as well get it done while you're, it's like killing two birds with two stones. Wake up, grind a little bit. You just sit there, you just kind of think about your life and voila, you got ground coffee. And again, the fact that for me, which like was the biggest selling point I could ever find out and figure out was the fact that it fit inside of my AeroPress. And that was huge. That was like a life-changing moment for me because I was like, oh, I could take fantastic coffee on the go whenever I want because now I have the brewer. All I need, of course, is a water source, but you have your jet boils for that. And or even just a pot in a fire and boom, you're good to go. Um, but really, uh, it, it has an adjustable little knob at the bottom. So where the beans come out, there's like this little um, kind of like cog that you just, just kind of twist back and forth. And that's how you change it. And uh, that's how it is on any um, hand grinder, basically, is just like you're twisting something on it. But in its technically stepped, but stepped without any indicators. So there's no numbers. You're just going to be grinding, looking at what you get, grinding, adjusting, looking at what you get. And some people like, if you don't want to waste a bunch of beans while you're trying to figure it out, maybe it's not the one for you then. Um, but for me, it, it totally gets the job done. Uh, it goes above and beyond, especially when I'm talking about backpacking. Now, when you guys talk about accessibility, you're going to be like, oh, I mean, aren't all hand grinders pretty small? And for the most part, they are. But, I mean, again, this one is legitimately, like, it, I could not find a more perfect fit for the AeroPress. Um, and, again, the one I have is Java Press Manual. There's other ones that look exactly the same, but I have yet to use it. So... I'm only going to recommend things that I have either had people recommend me who are within the industry or people who um, like have a let me borrowed or, you know, I can trust like they I can pr pretty much trust the next one I'm going to. So we just talked about a $40 and this is to give you guys just some idea at the <laughs> wide range is the Commandante. Okay. I had a friend who was gifted this by his very nice girlfriend and he was absolutely stoked. He could not be like any more happier with the, how it's been performing really. Um, just so I get the right number, I think it's like the C40 um, is the one I'm talking about. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, this is one where now, now we're really talking about nice grinders. It is in the, gosh, dude, let me, well, I mean, they have a bunch of different like looks to it. So again, the Java press manual, not some, not the one for you if you're into aesthetics. Um, but the Commandante C40, it's the Mark III I'm talking about, goes for around like $250. $250. Again, I'm even repeating that because that is around the same price, of course, as the Virtuoso Plus from Baratza, an electric grinder. Now, what is so important about this? Now, the important thing about the Commandante C40 is now you have a a coffee company that is working hard to create not only a grinder that is going to, I mean, meet all the qualities you would want, which is, of course, like uh, the consistency of the grounds, the your ability really to like go and um, like change the course, the grind setting really. And it's one of those things where it's all like majority of it's like metal. They have like some wood finishes on it, um, but it just feels good. It's just like in your hand, it's something that just feels expensive. And that sounds weird to say, but when you go and you crank this thing around versus like the Java press, you're like, oh, okay. Like that's why it's that expensive. Um, it's just one of those things too where you you have an adjustable you're adjusting something exactly the same way but it's the attention to detail so that little knob that's called a cog on the java press but the knob at the bottom where the beans are coming out you have uh it basically has like a picture of some like dots that are of course bigger and dots are smaller. It shows you two arrows. It gives you again, like I think metal to basically like go and start clicking through metal, metal burrs, which again, versus plastic, it's going to help of course feel a lot smoother as you're going and you're actually grinding your coffee. It grinds it a bit faster as well. It's all stainless steel. Um, and it's just one of those things that, if you're also doing espresso, like this thing without a doubt can go and grind espresso shots all day and can grind pour overs. Like again, you cannot, I, I couldn't like even pull a shot with how inconsistent that Java press manual is. The reason why you're buying this hand grinder is the Commandante is because you can go anywhere from espresso to again, filtered to like a Mr. Coffee machine. Like it's just one of those things where I talk about legitimately a hand, a grinder that can do any, any coffee really. And that's why you're going to pay that much money. The adjustments is stepped. Um, the one thing that the biggest complaint about it is that how, the actual handle detaches, it comes off with the lid. And um, there's been some complaints that that's been a little bit too flimsy. Um, or just like for for you paying that much money and all these people have worked so hard in designing this thing, it was just one of those like, 
wow, like a little plastic glass, you know, it's not glass, but clear lid. And it's just like a cheap point on it. But overall, um, again, it, it's gotten fantastic reviews. A lot of people within the industry, if they're going to buy a grinder, a hand grinder to do pretty much anything they really want, that's the grinder they've gotten. Um, I've had, and I might actually, uh, might look it up, but again, I'm talking about hand grinders too, that are very portable. Um, both of these are like, like a little, you know, cylinder that fits in your hand that can easily be thrown pretty much fit anywhere. I, there's hand grinders that like are the old school, like coffee mills. And to me, those just kind of don't hit the marks based off of why I would buy a hand grinder over an electric. Like again, the one major reason you're going to do it is for accessibility and it being like transportable, like without needing electricity. So I'm not going to want to hunk around this old coffee mill to like those square cubed coffee mills because I would just buy an electric grinder for the same amount of money. And, and again, everyone has a different preference. Everyone has a different styles that they like and looks, but really I, I think I'm also going to like end with that last uh, recommendation because I'm looking at the time now, but it really is one of those things that if you're looking for electric, the main purpose is for home use. Um, you've, I've gone away with using it for different coffee events, had no issues at all. Uh, but if you're somebody who travels a lot or goes like backpacking a lot or camping a lot like me, I would go with a hand grinder for your first purchase and one that can really do a lot. So uh, Java Press can satisfy all your camping and even home brewing needs. Um, but if you're somebody who's making mass amounts of pots of coffee, uh, from a drip coffee machine, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to sit there either just grinding away with a hand grinder. So probably go with one of the recommendations on the electric side that I recommended to you. Either way, I really hope that this episode helps out you guys in regards to which grinders you guys should be looking out for and choosing the differences too, between like why you might go for an electric grinder versus a hand grinder. Um, and really if you guys have any other grinders that you guys have used yourself and want to recommend, um, I would definitely like look into those and, uh, you know, try it out myself. Uh, but for the most part, from what I've used, from what I know people have used, I think this is the mass consensus has said that these are some of the best grinders that again, anybody from any level can really use and has not the biggest learning curve or, like even price points, I like a pretty wide variety that I think you should stick within as you're just starting out on your coffee journey. This is the Occasional Barista. Please follow the Occasional Barista on Instagram. As always, we're working hard on getting those YouTube videos out. And we have some, again, really great guests coming up. I am super excited. Uh, to share them with you or to share their stories with you. So please, please, please be on the lookout. Best way to do it is by following us on Instagram. As always, have a great rest of your day and stay safe out there.